Welcome to the Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. Well, welcome to Keys of the Kingdom, and uh, the switchboard is moving really slow, (laughs) but anyway, we're here. And we're going to spend the next hour talking about some of the things I talked about this morning on this morning's broadcast, which was about two hours long, and we finished Philippians. If you want to get notices of all the broadcasts as they go out and as they uh, become available, you need to join the network, which is an email network. Not a lot of burdensome emails coming in, but it'll give you notices. Uh, eventually we may start incorporating things like Twitter and all that stuff. I do have a Facebook page. We have a His Holy Church Facebook page. We have a Brother Gregory page and we put a few things out there. But the key thing is the network itself. And there's two networks. There's one is just an email network and the other one is a living network. The email network puts you on a, uh, on an email group based on your geographical location. Occasionally people are members of more than one group because they have friends and in one geography, and uh, you know, in one state or something that is, or, or they're maybe thinking about moving somewhere else, so they want to get to know the people in that area. But really, the way to get to know people is to actually join the Living Network, which is you become a part of a congregation of record. Now, this was very critical in the early church. And a lot of things were going on in the early church. There was global warming, and then there was global cooling, and there was uh, dictators rising to power. Uh, There was persecution by the medical system. There was persecution by the political system. There were persecution even by radical religious groups, and uh, there was persecution by the government. And why all this was going about... Well, that's what we're trying to let you know, the keys of the kingdom, so that you know how all that that went on back then relates to today. And so, but the problem is, is that you get a lot of the information that you have in your head from other people and from news sources and from books and from wherever they get get them from that are misleading you. And so how do you know if you're being misguided or guided righteously. And I, I, I'm reading something here that I clipped out of. Uh, uh, data collecting values have been forged, at, but yet promoted by the United Nations, Hollywood, superstars, Bette Midler, Bernie Sanders. Uh, and they tweet misguided opinions uh, back to the Australian Prime Minister. And they have no idea of the, the extent of their ignorance. Now, who who's saying that? Actually, it's a Ph.D. person who is an expert in a number of different fields, including meteorology, but mostly about why there are fires going on in Australia. And what I started with this morning and I talked a little bit about was uh, Jennifer Aniston up at Global Awards, the Global Awards or whatever they are, the, you know, the, it's a media thing, you know, uh, actors and everything, they get these awards and they dress up in ridiculous outfits and go up and everybody, uh, has a great time at some sort of award ceremony. And you get, and they were told at the beginning, don't make any political speeches when just get your award and go down. 
And uh, I won't say what he actually said, but uh, anyway, Jan- Jennifer Aniston was up there, and she started talking about the fires in Australia, and that they're obviously due to global warming, and we need to do something about this crisis. And of course, right now, the Governor Brown here in Oregon is trying to get her bills passed uh, into law and creating emergency deals they've she tried to do this before and and they stopped it i don't know if they'll have the guts to stop it now they could stop it easily but uh, it might cost them something to stop it and there's a lot of good old boy stuff going on in politics but the reason she makes it an emergency deal they put in this phrase about emergency is if they pass it you can't the people can't go and reverse it with a referendum or you know resolution they're just not going to let them do it if they pass it as an emergency and it's not an emergency and there really is no significant global warming it was warmer back in the days of jesus christ in in uh, israel and rome than it is today uh, as a matter of fact, like in Australia, people think, oh, drought and temperatures are going up. And we just the other day, they recorded the highest temperature ever in Australia because the global warm. No, they didn't. Uh, and what, what I said this morning, instead of asking Jennifer Aniston, who doesn't know anything <laughs> about science. I mean, I don't really know what she knows, but I know she's wrong. You should be asking Jennifer Mahorasi. Mahorasi. I need to say these things out loud a little bit before I go on the air to practice it. But anyway, she's a very bright and intelligent Australian scientist, PhD, uh, member of the IPA. And she has actually gone and looked up the archives of the temperatures in numerous places because they have these stations all over Australia. That will give, been taking temperatures since way back in the 1800s with mercury thermometers, which are very accurate. Mercury th- thermometers are very accurate and they can be tested to be, and they remain very accurate. They don't have to be recalibrated. Once they're manufactured, they're very consistent. And she's gone back to look at the actual archives of the people who were writing down the readings. And the warmest day ever in Australia. At least at this one station, which is a one that often is very hot, was 1909. Well, if there's global warming, why is the highest temperature way back there in 1909 and not now? I mean, we're, we're getting this global warming. Why isn't it higher now? And why didn't they have that figure? Why don't they know that? Why are they saying the highest figure is now? Well, they removed that from the records. They they removed that temperature reading from the records. And, and a lot of others, they've altered so that they're reading them as actually being colder back then than it really was. It was hotter back then. There were much bigger fires in Australia back in 1974 when the climatologists, all these experts, were telling us that we're headed for an ice age. That's what they were saying back in the 70s. We'd had 30 years of cooling And we were supposedly headed for an ice age. And it didn't happen. We didn't have an ice age. We still may. And we still may have warming periods. But is it carbon dioxide driven? Well, actually, that's another thing. And we'll talk a little bit about some of the other scientists. We'll just mention their names. Maro Asi 
is M-A-R-O-H-A-S-Y, and first name Jennifer. And you can find her at uh, jennifermarossi.com. And she's got a number of articles up, and one of hers that she just wrote in the beginning of January is it has been hotter fires have burned larger areas in Australia in the past. 1974, as I mentioned, they had one that burned 117 million acres. The one that everybody's worked up about now it hasn't even built, burned 6 million. It probably will go more than 6 million before it's done. But the reality is it's not that big a fire. It's a disaster for a lot of people. And there, and you see a lot of footage of flames and people screaming and yelling and people fighting fires. And it's a great tragedy. But it could have been avoided. And other PhD scientists who can't get into the media have been warning for years what you need to do and why you are headed for these tragedies. And the fact is, you know, the little Aborigine natives that lived there before, I don't know that they're necessarily little, but their voice is pretty little. Nobody listens to them. They knew how to solve this problem way back when. They burn many areas on a regular basis during the cool periods where they burn off the excess fuel because Australia was made to burn. It burns, things come back. Lots of animals die, some animals survive, and then the foliage and everything comes back better than it was before. It's part of the natural cycle. But if you're going to be led to and fro by these Lemming herders that we call media, you really won't know what's going on. You know, for instance, Professor Andy Pittman, who is the director of ARC Center of Excellent for Climate System Science. Now, this guy, he believes there's global warming. I don't know all of what he believes. I've read some of his material, but he says flat out, and he, and this is a, I mean, this is kind of a bombshell for a lot of people. But he says, as far as the climate scientists know, there is no link between climate change and drought. No link whatsoever. You see, as things heat up, more water, most of the earth is covered with water. More water will evaporate, turn into clouds. Those clouds will go up into the upper atmosphere and they will make rain. And they will also shield the earth from the sun and reflect the sun back so you don't have the warming of the earth. The same way with snow. Snow's white. It reflects the heat back. If you lose a lot of snow, you get a lot of warmth going into the soil and into the water and the water heats up, creates more evaporation, causes more rain, which in cold areas are creating more snow. Now there's a slight warming trend, but actually scientists are now who are studying this, they can't get into the media because it doesn't fit the narrative. But the scientists are discovering the reason there is more carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, detectable carbon dioxide in the atmosphere, is because there's global warming. It, it, you know, people always say correlation does not prove causation. There, the idea that carbon dioxide is warming the planet because we're putting carbon dioxide into the air, is not a fact. There's really very little science to even corroborate that idea. It's actually the reverse. And scientists, and I'll mention some of them maybe today, 
are who are actually looking at the numbers, just the same as Jennifer went down there and looked at the actual numbers. She'd get up early, she would check the live monitoring of these weather stations, and she would see temperatures get to lower temperatures than they're reporting. And they say, well, our algorithms are correcting them. And then in other words, what you're saying is it's not the temperature that is actually recorded. You're altering the data. And, and she sees them doing this firsthand, calls them out on it, but it doesn't fit the narrative. And see now what's happened. This has been going on in Australia for quite a while. It's happening now in the United States. But what, what they've done is because carbon is bad, renewable energies are good, they've been destroying their carbon, uh, you know, their coal-fired power plants, and power is zooming up. You cannot, there is no scientific way in which you can produce uh, power with wind generation that is cheaper than coal. And what you should have been doing is improving the coal plants. There's actually a, a method of compressing coal and mixing it with water. I actually have people I know in Australia that could tell you in great detail where they can take brown coal, which is kind of a dirty coal and it will burn kind of dirty, compress it with this water and it comes out. It's more easily transportable and it will burn hotter and give less emissions. And it is in abundance in Australia. They should have some of the cheapest power in the world. Instead, they have some of the most expensive power in the world. Because somebody who used to work for Hillary Clinton and a few other people went over there and was going to help them fix their grid and they've devastated the grid. And old people are can't even turn on their heat in the wintertime. They they don't turn on their air conditioning. They leave their lights off because it's a constant battle to keep their power bill down because they can't meet the bill because the cost of electricity went up. Uh, companies are being destroyed because of the fact that they don't have regular electricity. They have blackouts for long periods of time. Wind generation is not cheaper. It's more expensive. It's not even less carbon emissions. We say, oh, well, they, you have those wind generators just generating free electricity up there. doesn't pencil out. Nobody would be putting up these wind generation plants, nor these big, huge solar plants. I, I know people, I've sat down with with the people who work in these solar business, like solar plants, you know, putting up these big, you know, 100 acres, 200 acres solar plants. They're actually trying to put them up in our county. And I'm not against people putting them up. I'm not for people putting them up. I'm just looking at the math. It takes more energy to make those solar panels and to ship them and put them up and keep them clean. It takes more energy to build those big wind towers than they generate. They do not. And it takes a lot of coal. You do not fix. You do not even make a spoon without coal. You can't make things out of iron unless you have coke in your furnaces. That's how you make steel, with coke. You can't do that without coal or charcoal, and charcoal just comes from trees. So, it's it's crazy. But they're not, you're not looking at the science. You're, you're listening to the science guy, who's not a scientist, and a few other people who get their funding, 
get lots of money from people who want to spread this idea. I'm not a climate denier. I know climate changes. I've been watching the climate for almost three quarters of a century. I've also been watching the sun, which is really what is driving the climate. I mean, I've been watching the sun in detail. Why? Because in the Bible it tells you to look for signs in the sun. But what I want you to do is start getting critical thinking. They are pushing this agenda to make billions of dollars, billions upon billions of dollars, and actually strangle the economy of the middle class. The middle class is surging ahead. Unfortunately, a lot of it's with borrowed money. But they're trying to reverse that process. And they're going to get away with it. Because a lot of you refuse to wake up. And you're actually, your thinking is being degenerated by these people. And you see uh, people like Jennifer and some of the other people that I might mention here today. Uh, let's see if I can find some of the names. I should have put all the names together in one place. Uh, Dr. Christine Finley. She's the one who's been studying brush fires. Uh, for 20 years, became she was been a whistleblower after... Uh, plotting the actual brush fires between 1881 and 1981 on, on graphs, part of her thesis originally, but she's expanded her information on this, that showed marked increases in the size and frequency of fires after 1919. Why would that be? Why are there more fires? Because of global warming? No, it actually was hotter, like I said, in 1909. No, it's not global warming. It's... they. They're, they stopped the indigenous practices that reduced the brush fires before by reducing the amount of fuel on the ground. And they did this with low-intensity cool burning during a different season. And so they, it's, she says, catastrophic fuel loads accumulated since the 1920s, particularly in national parks, Brush fires, or bushfires they call them, in Australia, service operation geared to allow potential dangerous fires to build in extreme weather. And they have extreme weather in Australia. It's below the equators. You know, we're here in January. It's cold. We're up here in the northern hemisphere. It's cold. And it was cold last night. I was telling that we we saved a local person who fell and was stuck on the ground and couldn't get up for three hours and finally we through premonitions and warnings uh, from other people went over there to check on her and found out that she did not make it into the house and she was stuck out there and she was freezing and we we got her in and warmed her up so she survived the night otherwise she would have been out there because there's not many people out here you're not going to be calling to your neighbor they can't hear you but anyway it's cold here yet right now the sun is closer to me then it will be all year long. The sun is closer right now, yet it's winter here. Why is that? Because it's coming through more atmosphere. Because the earth is tipped. Well, it's closer to Australia right now. Australia is closer to the sun, because the planet is closer to the sun, in the middle of our winter. So in the middle of their sun... Their, uh, their summer, they're actually closer to the sun than we are in the middle of our summer. And they have less atmosphere for it to go through because they're at that angle as the earth tips and goes around in this elliptical orbit around the sun. This is, the sun is what's moving weather. 
The sun is what is actually increasing the amount of carbon dioxide in the air. Carbon dioxide is constantly being absorbed. The planet is actually greener now, just as it was at the time of Rome. The planet was greener at the time of Jesus Christ's birth than it was 200 years later. Because it began to cool again. There was global warming. Rome rose to power. Uh, the Teutons rose to power. The Teutons defeated the Romans several times because you could go north. It was warmer. And then that changed. This goes on all the time. But you're being fed a media line so that people can get control of money. The, the bill, the cap and trade bill that they got in Oregon, they've, they're, this, you're going to find this all over uh, the country. They're going to try to milk you dry and they're going to, because they're interested in money. They're interested in power. They're interested in control. You need to get interested in righteousness. This is the, the key to the kingdom of heaven. You have to be seeking righteousness. You can't just go to church and read your Bible and say a few prayers. You have to actually be doers of the word. We talked about that Philippians, uh, in uh, chapter four. Paul's saying that if you don't do, you will not have the peace of God. You have to be a doer to get the peace of God. You don't earn it, but you're, if you're not going to bear fruit and do the things that Christ said, you're not going to get the blessings of Christ. That's all there is to it. And bearing fruit has to do with sacrifice because that's the nature of Christ. Somebody who should be in the network and working with us on a daily basis has been taken off on tangents. He's, he posted something on Facebook and I listened to it. It was about frequencies, how they notice that you you have this sympathetic frequency that comes. You have these two arms of a tuning fork and they're both vibrating you, you tap one and they both end up vibrating because there's a sympathy frequency that comes to the other. And there's people doing these experiments and they make a big deal about it and everything. We do this every day in your body. You, you are our frequency generator. Your red blood cells, your white blood cells, your body is generating frequencies all the time. When you're angry, it changes the frequencies. When you're unforgiving, it changes the frequencies. When you're selfish, it changes the frequency of your whole body. Now, when you're forgiving, I mean really forgiving, not absolution forgiving, but you just let it go and leave judgment to God. That alters the frequency in your body. You know, like I'm very hard on people. I rebuke a lot of people, but I already forgive them. I'm not, I'm not angry with them. But I, it's, as many as I love, I also rebuke. That's what the Bible says. And so, I'm not holding them accountable. I'm just, I am accountable to speak what God puts on my heart. And the fact is, is most people who think they're Christians are not doing what Christ said, so they can't be real Christians. You're not a follower of Christ unless you're actually following where he led and doing what he said to do. So anyway, I quoted this morning uh, Albert Einstein, and there's a lot of people that have quotes like this, Madison, uh, Jefferson. The world will not be destroyed by those who do evil, but by those who watch them without doing anything. And, you know, so anyway, I talked this morning about uh, Kylie Dixon, uh, uh, K-Y-L-E-E Dixon, you can look it up, and her mother. She's being forced to have an operation by a medical society 
that that is dependent upon the courts to get their way with Kylie. Never mind it's her body. Never mind that she doesn't identify with somebody waiting for an operation. She wants not to have the operation. She wants to have a second opinion of another doctor. And if she has to have the operation, she wants to have it in a hospital that can actually perform a liver transplant. The one that wants to perform this operation could kill her. Did it damage your liver? She's already had one operation. It didn't work. And she'd gone through chemo and didn't work. She's tried some alternative uh, methods. And she thinks they're working. They're making her feel better. But the doctors who want to have the operation say, no, they didn't work. But when she asks for a second opinion, they won't let her go get a second opinion. So this is going on right now in Oregon with this girl. The reality is, is these kinds of things go on all the time. Today, or actually it was yesterday, I guess it was. But uh, uh, they took two children away from their parents. They're twins. The, the the mother was breastfeeding them. They snatched them out of their arms. The will of DHS using the courts because these people had the audacity of having the children born at home. That's not unreasonable. Have the children? You don't know what the conditions are. Uh, they have another kid. He looks fine. He's doing well. But they don't. Whether they should have taken it or not, they well, I'll give you another example. Just the other day, yesterday. A DHS worker was threatening to take children away from a husband. And on a conversation on the call, she said that she would expunge the case and let it go if he started dating her. You know, to evidently sleep with her. Then he, she would not you know, she would erase his case that is threatening to take his children away from him. Well, that seems ridiculous. Nobody's going to believe that story. Well, he recorded the call. Now, in some states, that's illegal. But these kind of things go on. I've been watching this for 30, 40 years. This has been going on. These injustices happen every day. The people who now hear about it, they get all worked up. And they get all excited and they get mad. I was listening to one guy who's all angry and he's cussing and swearing and all this stuff. You're not going to win this battle that way. Yes, be dedicated. Be sincere. But you need to be seeking righteousness. And, you know, I'll sit down with these guys and explain to them how to do this if they want. But I'm not going to chase them around. They want to get all upset, run out and say, oh, look, these terrible things are going. Terrible things are going to happen. And a lot more of them are going to happen unless you wise up and start seeking the kingdom. But they can't think critically because they're upset. They're angry. You can't be angry and defeat evil. You can't get that angry. You have to be righteous to defeat evil. Now, I know a lot of people aren't going to figure out what I'm talking about. But anyway, some of the other people, you can look up Dr. Jennifer Morosi and uh, Climate Tricks continue, uh, 9th ICCC. And she shows some of these tricks that they're doing. And, uh, you know, in the Australian Bureau of uh, Meteorology, which they call BOM, and uh, the Berkeley University. And she's exposing what they're doing.
You can look her up on YouTube. Like I say, she's got a web page. But there's also a professor, Ian Plimmer, who launched a book just recently, Not for Greens. Because he said they're not going to, because it's facts. It's facts, fact based. He's not in, he's not getting money from oil companies and coal companies or anything. You know, some of the people who bought these coal fire plants up are coal companies. There are energy companies. But they know they can make more money with high cost energy than they can with low cost energy. Because low cost energy creates competition. So there's some coal people who are actually destroying and then they'll sell the coal. The thing is, they will come back eventually because this wind generation, solar generation is a crock. You, the people, will be billions of dollars poor when they come back. They, the the clever people that are pushing these ridiculous agendas about global warming and we're all going to be dead in 12 years, which they were predicting 20 years ago and it didn't happen, or more than 20 years ago and it didn't happen, they're going to all be richer. Al Gore, he has enough electricity going into his home to fire up a factory. He doesn't have a 200 amp service. He's got way higher amperage service because he uses a lot more electricity than we do. But you guys, your media isn't going to tell you these things. Because you have fake, even, even Fox News isn't going to tell you these things. But anyway, you have to do your own homework. Join the network and start sharing this information. I probably put together a little short article on it so that people can, and maybe I'll attach this audio. But Ian, Plimmer, P-L-I-M-E-R, look him up. Not for Greens is his book. He's full of information. These are scientists. These people know what they're talking about. And they're not dependent upon the funding of those people who want you to believe that there's global warming that's threatening us because somebody burns a piece of coal. Quite the contrary. The coal, the carbon that's in the atmosphere is probably not really, most of it is not coming from man-made operations. 75% of the earth is covered by oceans and the oceans are full of carbon. And as the oceans heat up from the sun and the effects of inner activities of the mechanisms within our own planet, which most meteorologists don't understand and most climatologists don't understand, there's possibly more carbon being released from the ocean than men produce with all of our power plants. But anyway, there's a lot of information out there. The fact is, don't just accept my word for it. Do some homework on your own. So check out Andy Pittman too, because Andy Pittman, Ian, uh, as he was writing his book, he wrote it once and then he decided not to publish it. But then things are just getting so out of hand and he sees, you know, like I say, the electrical grid in Australia just being absolutely destroyed. So he finally decided, everybody was encouraging him, so, you know, he had looked at what they call the Skeptic Handbook. That's another book that's been produced out there. And that's Joanne Nova. Joanne Nova, she's, you could check her name out, Nova, N-O-V-A, Joanne, J-O-A-N-N-E. Look for her on uh, YouTube and what have you. She's, she's a smart gal. And uh, she understands that if the global warming is happening according to the way that they say there should be greenhouse signature, you should see it in the upper atmosphere 
and you're not seeing the hot spots that you need to be seeing. So the science doesn't work when you look closely at it. If you want to get emotional with Jennifer Aniston and and little children from Norway, you can go get emotional with them. But if you want facts, you're going to have to look for them because the media is not going to hand them to you on a silver platter. And you need to get with, if you can't figure out the facts, you need to join in with other people who can understand the facts and have them explain it to you. Also, the ocean absorption and release with a rise in temperature drives CO2 up. That's a fact. 1998 temperature pause. Okay. It's been 20 years now we've been in this pause. None of the models have worked. None of the models have accurately predicted the weather and the weather has not followed the models. It's drastically different from what they said was going to happen. But yet they want to push through cap and trade because of global warming. But it hasn't warmed since 1998. So what's the deal? They know they're running out of time. People are starting to wake up. They've got to push these things through so they can make their big bucks. They're millions of dollars. So anyway, that's that's number three. Number four, climate profiteers, the monopoly science global bullies. If you don't go along, you're a climate denier. You're not going to get any money. You're not going to get hired. But some of these, where you're getting real science from now, is retired meteorologists and physicists and climatologists. Uh, they're the ones who are coming out and saying, hey, things don't add up. But anyway, when uh, Ian wrote his book, Ian Plimmer wrote his book, he was sending things back and forth to Professor Andy Pittman and saying, "Does this is this correct? And that they're, they're having a dialogue back and forth to find out what is the case and what is not the case. And it helped them write Joanne's Skeptic Handbook and... And, uh, Professor Plummer's not for greens. And, but you're not gonna get this in the news media. Uh, most of the news media aren't gonna tell this. They're gonna try to push through their cap and trades and milk you dry and destroy. I mean, it's gonna take years to build back the, the grid and, and power infrastructure of Australia. They may not have it. I mean, there's a great deal of debt in this world. There's a great deal of things going on. But anyway, like I said, the fires in Australia, and people kept asking me, are they real and all this stuff? So I could have contacted some of the people in Australia, but I just did the research myself until about 3 o'clock in the morning going back forth. I have some information already in my head. I know how some of these systems work because of the fact that I'm a bit of a geologist and I'm a, a catastrophic uh, geologist, and so I've been watching these things for a long time. Also, I've been watching, like I say, the sun. I know how the chemistry works. So I went and looked these things up, and I, one of the articles that came out was uh, by uh, another one of these hard names, Sioban Ball, and she's written a number of things. I've come across her a number of times, and she writes for money and tries to to make, but she's saying. You know, climate scientists say that the summer is only a preview of what is to come and the bushfires season will only get worse each year unless climate change is addressed. Now, that was her conclusion. But based on no real facts, she says climate deniers, immediately calls people climate deniers, are obsessed 
with arson as the cause of the Australian fires. Well, certainly half of the fires were started by men, people, mankind. Started over half the fires. Some estimate as many as 80% of the fires were started by people. Not all of them were arson. Some of them just stupid people throwing cigarettes out or some of them were actually... Burning off brush is a common thing. We do it out here in, in the desert. You burn off brush. And... uh that's what the Hammonds got in trouble for. But uh, the Hammonds had permission to do it. It was absolutely legitimate. The problem is that when these people are brought to trial for what actually improved the soil, did no harm, and actually saved uh, land and property and, and, and value on the range, nobody came to their defense. Even the sheriff, who I've known for years and years, knows his whole family. He didn't come to his defense because it didn't fit the scenario. People don't realize it, that you're being dragged into a way of thinking or maybe even into a collective unconsciousness. The reality is is that you, you need what wakes you up. And like I was talking about these frequencies that uh, was being talked about on this, uh, the people who think they discovered these uh, sympathetic frequencies that can actually destroy disease. I I built... A rife blaster 20, 30 years ago. Yeah, I know how it works. Um, I built it out here in the shop with people who actually wrote the program for most of the rife equipment out there. I have some of the handwritten and hand-typed notes of rife himself uh, locked away in a safe place. <laughs> uh, I mean, we're talking thick, you know, foam, thick phone book, L.A. phone book size. Notes, letters, personal letters between him and uh, the Secret Service and and the FBI and all this kind of stuff. I I I know what I'm talking about. People like uh, Sayoban Ball. She doesn't know what she's talking about. She thinks she does, but she doesn't know what she's t- talking about. And gross injustice is gross evil is going to take place because of yea, but for the lack of knowledge, that people are ignorant. They don't know how, how to, what's going on. I, all these people are so shocked by the fact that they're going to force Kylie to have the op, uh, operation. They force stuff every day. They, there's horrible things that go on. And it's not going to get into the media. So you don't hear about it, so you think nothing's happened. You need to create your own network. You're not even going to be able to use YouTube and Google pretty soon. Because they're... They're manipulating that. They're, I saw it years ago, and it's gotten worse and worse and worse. You know, articles that would give you information I used to look up years ago doing research, can't even find them now. They're still out there, but searchers won't find them. You need to know exactly where they are to go find them. I've seen them taking data down years ago. Data would, would tell you what's going on. What you need is the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit doesn't come unless you have the right frequencies. In your heart, in your mind. what And that's what Christ is telling you how to do. This is why the early church could heal people. And a lot of people don't understand how that works. They don't understand the way that works. And so anyway, hopefully uh, you'll join the network and we'll start sharing more. I actually have a great deal of information about preparing you that can already tell you. and But people don't. Uh, well, there are people that are reading it, people that are studying. I don't get a lot of really good questions from people, but if you join the network, join the congregations, 
I, I get people calling me who are not participating in congregations. People want to go to a church to feel good. That's not the purpose of church. The ch- purpose of church is to get you, actually, to make you feel a little uncomfortable. Because you have to feel uncomfortable. You have to look at your own soul. You have to look at your own heart. You want to go and do battle with these guys that are stealing children. They call medical kidnapping. It's been going on for years. We have a number of articles up showing you. You know, but, I mean, I could be writing these articles every day. It happens every day. Every day. It happens every day. I mean, what is it? Medicalkidnap.com. I think you go look and you can find all kinds of articles. What I want to do is prepare you so that when it happens to you, you're forearmed. I've, I've been, and one of the ways is to forewarn you that it's only going to get worse before it gets better. It's not bad for me. It, but it's going to get bad for a lot of the people out there because they're not taking the time to find out what Christ was really saying. Because the same thing happened at the time of Christ. The pur- purpose of bringing up the climate, I could bring up a lot of things besides the climate and the fires in Australia, but to show you how they're manipulating your emotions. They're manipulating your thinking by manipulating your emotions. Oh, those poor, poor people. And even when you fight against the injustices like Kylie, if you get all worked up and you're yelling and you're calling people names and everything, you're not going to have the power to deal with the evil that you're going to run into in these places. And I've I've given the stories before, but I'm not going to tell them this time. Of how you can, if you actually have the Holy Spirit, they don't have power. You have the power. Christ could have got down off the cross any time he wanted. He willingly sacrificed himself. And there's the actual reason. I haven't heard a minister yet tell you the actual reason. They actually skirt all the way around it. They never really touch it. Because 90% of the ministers, I went out there and I asked minister after minister, traveled all across the country, Florida, Massachusetts, Minnesota, everywhere. And of course, I've, I've done a lot of other conversations with these people. Asked them, what did Jesus list as the weightier matters? I, I was in a room full of pastors. There's a, maybe a thousand years of study there. <laughs> and I asked them, what did Jesus call the weightier matters that we're supposed to attend to, that the Pharisees were condemned for not attending to? They couldn't answer. Not, none of them knew the answer. Finally, one of them, who I had told just the day before, he finally came up with the answer. But only because I told him, not because of his studies. And if I went to him and asked him now, I don't know if he could even remember. Because they're, they don't really know Christ. They know a little bit about him. They're not necessarily bad people, really bad people. But they're, they're doing what Christ forbid. And they're not telling the people what Christ commanded us to do and not to do. They're not telling them. Because it's not in their head. It's not in their consciousness. And, you know, this is why Christ, after years and years, asked Peter and asked all of them, Who am I? Who am I? Who am I? You know, we read the Bible and oh, it's he's the Christ. They didn't know that. Even John the Baptist didn't really know that. John the Baptist had to send some of his followers to Jesus and asked them, are you the one? He didn't know that when he baptized them. When he said, this is the one that come after me, he wasn't saying he was the Messiah. He just knew he was a really good guy. A really special guy. 
He knew it when he was in the womb. Why? Because of the frequency of Christ. Because of the, the energy coming off Christ. You know, that's another thing. Uh, just in our own experience here in the community. I mean, every community you have, you know, you always have a village idiot or a village troublemaker or <laughs> a village know-it-all. I might be counted as a know-it-all. I don't go around and tell everybody what to think, but I have no problem telling them what I'm thinking. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I'm just a doer. I just go out and do things. But uh, And then if somebody wants my opinion, I'm uh, glad to give it to them. But uh, I had a guy who, who I, I knew him since he was a little kid. He is a total troublemaker. He's got a lot of trauma, mental issues and everything. I mean, he's killed people. And then, of course, he gets off. I've, I've seen him do things that everybody else would have died doing. He gets away with it. He has this, like, charmed life. He gives me a wide berth. I've never had a crossword with him. I've ridden in the truck with him. Uh, you know, actually, if he's coming down the road, he'll drive way over to avoid me. Now, I've never had a crossword with him. What is the heck is going on? And, and well, I know what is going on, and I know what in the heck is going on. Is that, you know, well, I'll let you figure it out. Other people... You know, two minutes with him, I know this guy is full of problems and influenced by all kinds of trauma. That makes you influenced by all kinds of evil. When he gets drunk, it really becomes pervasive. If he takes drugs, it really becomes pervasive. And he's been doing more and more of that. Right now he's in jail. He's in jail for the next couple of years. But, again. But, uh, he's not necessarily a bad guy. He's just got screws loose. And when he's drinking, he can do bad things. And he does a lot of bad things and drives people crazy. But other people meet him and they don't see it. I see it instantly. Why don't they see it? And, you know, the reason why is because they're not awake. They might be woke, but they're not awake. (laughs) They don't really see what's going on because they don't walk in the spirit. They don't walk in the ways... Of Paul and Peter. And that's also why they don't heal people. It's because they don't walk in the ways of Christ. Most of you out there don't know the ways of Christ. But I can tell you this. If Christ commanded that you sit down in congregations of ten families. The elders. Ten elders. What's an elder? Head of a family. There were 5,000 elders. Men who were heads of family. At the loaves and fishes. At that, that gathering in the wilderness uh, that, that we call the loaves and fishes. Before Christ would do anything. Before he would eat. He hadn't eaten in a while. There was hardly any food left for the apostles. Only a few fishes and loaves and everything. And uh, they were going to need to go get more because they didn't have enough to stay there. And uh, they weren't going to go get food for 5,000 people in their families. They were just going to go get food for themselves. Jesus said, don't, no, no, don't worry. Make the people sit down in tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. Because there's 5,000. And he's talking about the heads of the family. So there's ten families. He, he says, make them do this. He says this more than once. And so that, how long did that take? 
And he's not eating anything during this time. He's just sitting there waiting for them to do this. And finally they get everybody organized in these congregations of tens, fifties, hundreds, and thousands. 5,000 men and their families. 20,000 people. And he says, okay, the fish that we have, the food that we have, give it away. Give it away. Now, I don't tell everybody this, but now I guess I'm telling it on the air so you get to hear it. He's saying, give it away. And they go give it away. And next thing you know, there's extra. When they go to collect up the extra, you have to see how they, you know, you get these people, they, it's like a giant potluck. Everybody started sharing because Christ shared and he didn't eat anything. They knew he didn't eat anything. He just gave away what was there for him and his apostles. We're not going to eat. We're just going to give it away. And they began to share what they had. They weren't all out there. Thousands of people out there with no food. They had food. They just weren't sharing. And that's the miracle. To get people to actually sit down, organize themselves, and start to share what they have with others. Even with others they don't even know. They have to share lovingly. In charity. That's a miracle. That would be a miracle today. Because today, everybody says, well, we'll go down and get food stamps. We'll go down and get welfare. We'll go down and get social security. From a bankrupt government. Run by men who exercise authority one over the other. And you think you're going to solve this problem by electing a president or a congressman or or a constitution? No. You know, these people want to get violent, have a, you know, because they're going to take, take our guns away. They've already taken the minds of your children away. Over half the kids graduating from high school think socialism is good. That's because they took the minds of your children away from you. Because you gave them to those schools. You didn't read those. Did you read all the school books that your kids studied before they studied them? I did. And I chucked a lot of them. Because all my kids were home taught. And then when they did learn, I went and sat down with them and said, this isn't so. Because I did my own research. I come from an old school. <laughs> I went and read. And actually, it was my oldest son who helped me see the importance of this. He didn't know he was helping me. But I had him do a report on uh, on uh, George Washington. And he was pretty young at the time. I don't know, nine years old, ten years old. And uh, he was supposed to tell me about George Washington, read about George Washington and tell me about him. And so he had, George Washington had wooden teeth. Uh, he had actually had a lot of different teeth, but uh, he had false teeth. He had all his teeth removed because he had a heck of a time with his teeth. Uh, and then he was married to Martha. And... Uh, they had this fake story of him and I cannot tell a lie chopping down the cherry tree and and he was a general and uh, he was the first president of the United States after they began to use the Constitution. There were actually several presidents before that but it wasn't under the Constitution so he was the first president under the Constitution. And so I said, but you know, that doesn't really tell you who he is, what he thought, what kind of a man he was. You know, that's some kind of obit, you know, but it doesn't really tell you, you know, when you, 
you really want to know who the guy is, you got to read what he wrote, read what he said, how he conversed, what he did, what other people said about him. So I said, well, I wonder if there's any of that out there. Well, in those days, it was hard to find because we didn't have the Internet. But we began to find things that George wrote. He wrote a lot, a lot of letters, back and forth, pondering different problems. He was really an interesting guy. But that's the only way to know history is to read the guys who lived it. Read what they wrote, not some opinion of some socialist professor. Go read what they actually wrote. And so we have, now I just put up, just some of the things that I put up. I I put up uh, the dentist at Pergamon. That was one article that I put up. I mentioned a number of things that you guys can check out, but uh, names and stuff that you can go look for and you can play this back. But I also put up all our audios for 2019 at the Preparing You site. And uh, they're also at keysofthekingdom.info. And uh, let's see, what else did I put up? Uh, oh, I worked on uh, the uh, Article 2, Section 22 of the Oregon Constitution showing how 70% of the elected officials in the state of Oregon should be put under arrest as felons and removed from their office. They've already forfeited the right to their office. And these people are up there are saying, we have to stop Governor Brown. She's one of the worst. All you have to do is get together, sit down in tens, hundreds, and thousands like Christ commanded, and as citizens of Oregon, if you're a citizen of Oregon, take this into court and say, she's in violation of Article 2, Section 22. We want to remove from office because, not from office, but from the offices of the state of Oregon because she's a felon. It's not, she's, it, she, it says, this was put in by the people. But it was the people back in 1994. And it's a part of the Constitution. It's not some statute. They're going to try to undo this. And the media is backing them already. But they you could remove her from office right now. You don't need to recall her. She's already violated the law. This is not a secret. It's right there on the government website and other websites that show. I mean, she's already filed the reports that show that she's in violation of Article 2, Section 22, which is still constitutional. Some people say, oh, it's not constitutional because it was overruled. Never. If anybody tells you that, tell you go read the case. We have it in our article. We show you the case. We show you links so you go read the case. That's not what they said. It's still constitutional. It's extremely constitutional. You can remove her just like that. But you don't, you're too ignorant. You're too willful. You won't sit down in the tens, hundreds, and thousands. You're, you're scattered all over the place. And I don't want you to sit down just to remove Governor Brown from office and the other guys who are in violation. I want you to sit down for the purposes of Christ. I want you to start bearing true witness. I want you to only look to leaders who bear true witness. There's a lot of problem with the Constitution, the Constitution of Oregon, but you don't even follow your own rules. You're not friends of the unrighteous mammon. You're breaking the rules. People not paying their taxes. Nonsense. You owe the tax, pay the tax. But if you took the oath, keep the oath. If you took the oath and you violated uh, the terms of the Constitution for getting elected to office, step down. 
get together with all the other guys that are that are been elected under the same violation and talk them into stepping down as a group and you will remove see Congress could remove the Senate Oregon Senate could remove her all they have to do is say we have to step down she has to step down but if you're going to play like you're still the actual senator even though you violated article 2 section 22 you're a liar you may be a nice guy I'll give you a hug. I I don't want to... I'm not saying this to be mean, but you're a liar. You're bearing false witness. You took an oath and you're not keeping the terms of the agreement. You have to start doing this. And I could, I could tell you what the solution is after that, but why tell you on the air? You need... So you can go to preparing you and look up Article 2. And there's the answer. There's the solution. But the real solution is to follow Christ. To do what Christ said to do. And if you don't want to do what Christ said to do, you're on your own. Because I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give away the secrets of the ways of the kingdom. <laughs> so anyway. Till then, peace on your house. Join the network. And we'll see you next week. God bless. Well, since there was so much interest, I thought I'd add a few uh, words on this Media Madness recording where we're talking about the the minds of the people being herded by the masses and, and literally over a cliff of perdition and foolishness. Why can't people determine the truth? That, that's that's a big question that we all need to answer. What What keeps us from seeing the truth? And it's because we aren't always looking for the whole truth and nothing but the truth. And in order to see the whole truth, we have to often see that we have made error. That we have been making a mistake. Some of the ideas that we have previously accepted and some of the roads that we previously went down have put us in a place where we are now vulnerable. I just listened to the video of uh, meetings outside of the state capitol concerning Kylie Dixon and her plight with being medically kidnapped from her mother and her sister and going to be forced to take an operation she does not want and uh, forced to receive medical treatment she does not want. She's already been literally killed and resuscitated by treatment that they have been giving her. She wants to go to a different doctor. They won't let her go to a different doctor. They won't let her try other procedures. They're going to force her into this life-threatening procedure. Disregarding all the ideas that the Democratic Congress talks about and the Democratic uh, and the social justice warriors and the pro-choice people talk about, it's my body. She doesn't get to make that choice. She doesn't even get a, get a second opinion. And she is taken away from her parents, ripped from her parents, her mother and her sister and her family, for months on end, only allowed to see her sister twice in eight months. It's just inhumane. It's not new, folks. This has been going on. And then she was abused in foster care. And she was kept from the medication that the very doctors who are making this take place through DHS put her on, which is literally malpractice. She was kept from that medication for like six to eight days. The reason this is going on is not just because there are bad and incompetent people in a bureaucracy that's out of control. 
The reason this is going on is much, much deeper. I have been fighting this for 35 years. I know what and how this works behind the scenes. I know where the real power is. I know how to combat the real power. I just can't be everywhere. People have to be willing to learn that they don't know everything now and be willing to listen to people that actually have some experience in these deals and willing to question things that they have previously believed was true. And so, anyway, the first hour of this, uh, not quite full hour of this Media Madness audio will be put up tonight and I will share it with the entire network and I will share it with the people that I see already sharing this this uh, preparing you page on facebook and so anyway i just want to run down some of these questions that should be coming into everybody's mind the media has this tremendous power over our minds the people and and we've talked about that i talked about that in this morning's program how they can regulate what you think by filtering the information that you give are given even when they are exposed the people are exposed to the truth after they have accepted something to be the truth they cannot let go of the lie they cling to it well the fact is the 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 lie that is now allowing these kinds of injustices and this is the tip of the iceberg this one little tiny case there's hundreds, thousands of these cases that are going on all the time, actually all around the world. They want your children. They also want your money. And that's what this whole global warming thing that we've, we're talking about on this page, which we're talking about just to show you the example. If they can brainwash so many people to turn the belief in global warming into a religion, and they do it with fear and anxiety and and the use of children and they falsify data and but they get a lot of sincere people going along with this because of the fact that people in you you, you can't get your job if you don't accept this narrative you, you you your degree you can't go out we see it with Finlay we see it uh, with uh, Jennifer. They, they will harass you. They will attack you. They will, you know, with, not just with ad hominems, but try to take away your livelihood. Now, Jennifer's doing good because people are coming to her support. Maybe Kylie will be spared this week. We don't know. But thousands, this is going on all over the place. People, if they do have a success with Kylie, then all of a sudden people think, wow, we did that. We showed them. But what about the people, the hundreds and thousands, 18,000, 20,000 people you never see, the children you never see, that disappear into the system? It's not, and it's not always just children. But anyway, yeah, just, people don't want to think about it. Just even mentioning this, people are going to turn away and say, oh, this is crazy. This isn't going on. Most people are good. Most people wouldn't have anything to do with this. But we can show you the evidence. You're not going to read it in your paper. I've held up photos, you know, huge blown up evidence right before you of crimes committed by the government in Salem at some of the same places where these people are meeting, right, right on the Capitol steps. And, and I'm showing it to the Statesman Journal. 
And right in the middle where he sees the evidence, it's starting to come together. You see it gelling in his head. He takes his pencil that he was taking notes with, and he puts both the, the notepad and the pencil behind his back, and he stops writing. And there were other news people, newspaper people. Nothing got in the paper about this. Clear evidence. I've been in courtrooms for 50 years. I know what evidence is. And they don't want to... It, it got too close to the real power, the elite that is running things behind the scenes. And they knew it would never be published. Later, the camera people who were taking pictures, they brought a camera crew. Some of them came to me, and they don't work for the paper anymore, but they came to me later secretly, and they said, this will never get into print. It, it will never go to the presses. And the same with other media. They they just remove it because it's too close to the truth. The people that are worked up about Kylie, the people that are worked up about uh, the, the fraudulent gathering of data to prove this false narrative of global warming by carbon dioxide, they they don't see the powers behind there. I have seen some of the people, I have talked with some of the people that are in with the power of elite have been in the past. And you, you're you not seeing them. They're not the ones you elect. Even Clinton said, when he got elected to presidency, on the day his real father died, he said in Scotland, that by the time you get to this place, someone else is calling all the shots. Now, some of you may argue with what I just said, because you know a little bit about history. If you don't know that everything I just said is absolutely true... You are missing facts too. Because I have the facts. But following those conspiracy theories that aren't really theories, even the the facts of what goes on behind the scenes, is not going to solve the problem. Getting outraged at what's happening is not going to solve the problem. In Proverbs 17.24 it says, Wisdom is before him that hath understanding. But the eye of the fool are in the ends of the earth. It means they're looking far away. That they're not looking at the real problem. And to see the real problem, you have to be willing to look into your own heart and your own soul. You know, I have I have the story up about uh, Patrick Henry. Why he wrote that original speech, Give Me Liberty, Give Me Death. That he wanted to see the whole truth and provide for it. He gave it first in the Virginia Assembly and then later on he gave it in front of the Continental Congress. He wrote that because a minister was scourged until literally he died. He didn't die right in the scourging, but he died from the scourging because he refused to get a license to preach. This is this was the motivation. These kinds of events were the motivation of the Revolutionary War. You're not ready for that. I heard this gathering on the steps and they're talking about patriots coming together and Antifa should come together and all these people should come together. And certainly if they're really interested in justice, they should come together because of this injustice to this young girl. But nobody mentioned churches. Nobody mentioned churches. When you, if you go down and listen to all the audios that are on this page that uh, this audio will appear on, which is the page Media Madness, you will see people talking about this idea of global warming due to man's 
production of carbon dioxide is a religious belief. You can't argue against them with facts. They don't want to hear facts. They call you, that's why immediately they start with ad hominems, climate deniers. That's not going to, not, facts aren't going to get you anywhere. They don't want facts. This is a religious faith. Someone actually even pointed out in one of the recordings that, I don't know if I included the recording down here, I added a great deal more since I did the original program, but they said that maybe the reason that people are turning this belief into global warming, into a religion, is because they have no religion. They, the, the religions of the modern church are not satisfying them. Well, that's absolutely true. The families today are not like the families 150 years ago that were, or 200 years ago in the American Revolution. The communities are not like those American communities back in the days of the American Revolution. If you started a violent revolution against the government, you will not get the same results. You will get more tyranny. Because you're, you're not ready. You're not prepared. You have already been changed by the media madness. Which includes your high school and college education. Your pro, public school, parochial school even education. By the media for dozens and dozens and dozens of years. For decade upon decade, your mind has been shifting away from what a real free society is. And you need to head back. You need to think a different way. What they called that at the time of Christ was repent. That's what repent means, to think a different way. You're not going to solve the problem of all the kids being taken from their parents and being abused in foster care and being abused in the system and other people being abused in the prisons and what have you. You're not going to solve this problem unless you look within yourself and do some personal soul searching. So that's why we're talking about it at His Holy Church. That's why we're making at uh, Keys of the Kingdom because we know what needs to change in society. Governments aren't going to change until men change. Men aren't going to change because you get mad. You change. That's the power you have. You can change. You cannot change until you see what errors you have committed or willing to see those errors openly and honestly. So anyway, we've got recordings from Professor William Harper, John Coleman, uh, Joanne Nova, uh, Ian, uh, Ian Plimmer, who wrote the book, uh, Not for Greens, the climate change book, The Facts, 2017. We have a video on that, and you can find these books available, which will show you about global warming. We will also publish for free. You don't have to buy our book. It's free on our websites at His Holy Church to read Thy Kingdom Comes, Contracts, Covenants, and Constitution, The Covenants of the Gods. All these books are available for free online. And you may start seeing things that you missed. All our articles are free. All our recordings are free online. There's lots of links on this page, Media Madness. You find it at preparingyou.com. And go there and look for Media Madness, uh, capital M, Media. 
capital M Madness, and uh, you'll find all these links there and these audios. So, you can go and listen to those people, get really a great education and some of the things that are going on. You can get their books and even get more because the major media is not going to pass this word out. You have to do it. Share it on Facebook, share it on Twitter, share it wherever you go, share it with your friends and your neighbors to awaken people to the fact that you're being deceived in mass in order to 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 harvest millions of dollars out of your pocket, harvest your children out of your custody. Uh, if you question authority, expect to be persecuted. So anyway, I talk in, in I've added a, a section on this, blind guides, because the Bible talks about that. Matthew twenty-three, twenty-three. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees. They were running the government at that time. Scribes are accountants or lawyers or both. Pharisees were in political office. Pharisees is a was literally a a party, a political party. There were other political parties like the Sadducees. And you say, well, no, those were religious groups. No, those were political parties in a system. Religion was how you take care of the needy of your society. That's how it was defined. That's how it was defined 200 years ago in America. That's how it's defined. In the Bible, religion only mentioned five times in the Bible. Most of the time it's talking about bad religion, like the religion of the Pharisees was making the word of God to none effect. Because they were not taking care of the needy through faith, hope, and charity. They were taking care of the needy through forced fear and violence. Forced offerings. They were compelling the offerings of the people to provide the welfare of the people. And the priests were now living opulent lifestyles. But they were running a social welfare system through the state. It just was no longer done through charity. What made Israel great was they did it through charity. They didn't do it through a system of uh, forced offerings like you had in Egypt. Originally, what, when Rome rose to prominence, it rose because of the fact of the character of the people, the dedication of the people, the hard-working nature of the people, because their charity was all through free will offerings. About 150 years or 100 years before the first Caesar, they began to shift towards systems of compelled offerings. First, they compelled other countries that they conquered to fill their coffers so that they could provide for the benefits of the people. But then, and, and we have Polybius writing about it, who also wrote about how they they pillaged Carthage, took that money back and used it to create a welfare state, or the beginnings of a welfare state, in Rome. But by the time Augustus rose to power as the first Caesar, he took the the estates of people like Brutus and these other wealthy men and he turned that back to provide the welfare of the people, the free bread for the people. What made them great, what made America great was the fact that we used to take care of one another in local communities through faith, hope and charity. Usually depending upon churches to manage that charity but also other philanthropic organizations. That's what made America great. It was not presidents. It was not the Constitution. The Constitution was written to keep the government in line. 
But the fourth branch of government, the people, voluntarily came together. Uh, Torqueville. Go read Torqueville. We have that on our website at Preparing You. You can look at that up. Look that up, Alexis Torqueville. That's what made America great. So when they talk in the Bible, they're talking about the, they were going through the same thing that is bringing us down, that brought Rome down. It's the free bread offered by men who exercise authority one over the other. Christ forbid the early church from doing that. The modern church does that all the time. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for ye pay tithe and mint and anise and cumin and have omitted the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith. Why isn't the church attending to the weightier matters of law, judgment, mercy, and faith in the case of Kylie? In the case of the cap and trade, which is going to rob Oregonians of millions upon millions of dollars. It's going to shift it around in a slush fund. That is going to make people wealthier and wealthier. But not you. The people are going to be made poor. Why? Because the people are not coming together as Christ commanded. If you want to know how he commanded, go look at the link at Preparing You, because we explain it there. He says that they, they're not attending to the way your matters. Uh, that is what you should have done, he says. Ye blind guides, which strain it at gnats and swallow camels. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you may clean the outside of the cup and the platter, but within is full of extortions and excess. That's what's going on. The modern church makes itself look good, makes itself, oh, we're, we're, we're praying to Christ, we love Jesus, but you take care of your widows and orphans. 90% of the welfare in your congregations is managed by men who force the concert contributions of the people through extortion and excess to force and excess they take and take and take and take because you've gone down the wrong road and you you can't even go back now you're you have been made merchandise i'll add those links you have cursed your children with debt the people are saying they're trying to make the state your father the state is your father parents patria i think it's title 8 uh, section 15, or maybe it's title 15, section 15. Anyway, I, I'll put that link in too, so you can see. This is why Christ said, call no man father. And he used the word patri, which was the word used to describe all the senators of Rome. Patri Cicero. Patri Seneca. Why? Because that's where the benefits came from. If you're getting the benefits from the state then the state becomes your father. If they're responsible for your welfare, for the taking care of your parents, for the education of your children, then that's not your children anymore. Those children belong to the state. Now, you don't want to think that way. You look into it. And we're going to give you the links to look into it. And you can find out for yourself. Matthew fifteen fourteen. Let them alone. They be blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind lead the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. We don't have to defeat 
the world. We have to repent, think a different way, and start doing what Christ said. This was had to do with a complaint that came from the apostles, complained about the Pharisees who offended, were offended by what Jesus said. Just like everybody today is offended because you say something is not politically correct. That challenges their religion. I suppose people are going to be offended by the fact that I say most of these churches out here are doing contrary to what Christ said. But it's not contrary to what Christ prophesied. He said, many will come in my name. But I know them not. They're workers of iniquity. Why? Because they go to the men who call themselves benefactors. The men who exercise authority. Who force the contributions of their neighbor. Who make you merchandise. Collateral surety for debt. All this is talked about in the New Testament. Because your pastor doesn't tell you, doesn't make it not true. We have hundreds of footnotes. Hundreds of articles that explain this. You just have to be willing to know the whole truth and provide for it. So Matthew thirteen nine sixteen, Who hath ears to hear, let him hear. For this people, people's heart is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes they have closed, lest at any time they should see with their eyes. And hear with their ears. And should understand with their heart. And should be converted. Converted by who? By me? No. Converted by the Holy Spirit. Because you're willing to admit, oh my gosh, we've gone down the wrong road. We're not doing it the way John the Baptist said. He said that if you're, if you have two coats and your neighbor doesn't have a coat, you do it through sharing. He doesn't say, your neighbor doesn't have a coat. Pass a bill that the government has to provide them with a coat. They have to provide them with housing. They have to provide them with food. The government has to do it. That's the job of the government. Not in a government of the people for the people and by the people. In a government of the people for the people and by the people that is a true republic. The individual does it through charity. Through what Christ called love. Same word that he used for love is the same word for charity. That's what made America great. That's what you have to return to. And if you actually were doing what Christ commanded, I use that word commanded again. There's a link there that you can go find out what he commanded. Because you probably didn't hear it from your pastor, but you'll hear it from us over and over again if need be. Having their eyes, see ye not. Having ears, hear ye not. And do ye not remember. This is the way it was. This is what made America great. Think about it. The lips of the righteous feed many. But fools die for want of wisdom. Because they don't want to hear. They don't want to hear what will really solve the problem. Of Kylie. Of global warming. Of cap and trade. Of the fact that. 60 to 70% of everybody in elected office in the state of Oregon is a felon, which I can prove in minutes with every single one of those that are felons, which is most of them, the majority of them. And they know it. Many of them know it now, but they won't do anything about it because they have to, they have to, they've, they're sworn to do something about it, but they won't. The governor is a felon. 
The governor is in violation of Article 2, Section 22. I have a link there for that. You can go look at it. But nobody does anything about it. But then they say the government is corrupt and the government is doing these bad things. They have the power as the people. But they don't have the eyes to see how to use that power. They, it doesn't take a majority. You don't have to have a referendum and recaller. It takes a dedicated minority and who is sincere and full of the Holy Spirit. In order to be full of the Holy Spirit, you're going to have to admit you went down some bad roads, some wrong ways. You have to turn around and actually start going the right way, which is good to start with what Christ commanded. Before, is there a price in the hand of the fool to get wisdom, seeing he hath no heart to it? It's, it's only going to cost you your delusions. That's what you have to do. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and instruction. I'm sharing with you. You can be mad at me. You can be angry with me. But you need to turn around and go the other way. So, uh, in Ecclesiastes 7.25, it says, I applied my heart to know and to search and to seek out wisdom. And the reason of things and to know the wickedness of folly, even of foolishness and madness, because that's what's happened, is the media has made you mad so that you don't know what is true, what is right. And without knowing, without, yea, but for the lack of knowledge, without that knowledge of understanding what you've done wrong, what you have failed to do as a people, as a church, as Christians, unless you address that, there will be no freedom in the land. But there will be destruction. So I'm, I'm not a doomsdayer because I know some people are waking up. It, it's not going to change. You know, it did. It, it might say it saved Nineveh, but it didn't save Jerusalem. Jerusalem was destroyed. But the Christians knew it was coming and the Christians walked out. They got free pass from Titus. Don't touch them. Don't hurt them. Let them come out. And they came out singing. And they were spared. But only those who had ears to hear and eyes to see. That's what you want to be. So anyway, we give you a lot of information on these pages, on the website, so that you can turn around your thinking, can see where we've gone wrong. But you really need to implement that by sitting down together with one another in faith, hope, and charity. You don't have to, we don't want you to belong to us or to our church. It's not our church. His church is the church, the gathering of the people who are actually doing what he said. Wherever they are. But you have to do the whole truth of Christ. You cannot preach half a gospel. You cannot get by by taking Paul out of the context of Paul. And certainly not taking Paul out of the context of what Christ commanded. So until then, peace on your house and may God be with you. And I hope you enjoy the fact that I added this extra little bit. We'll see you on the network. God bless. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. 
For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net. Thank you.